Some people say that it's difficult to deal with things, but it's even more difficult to deal with people. Why is it hard to deal with people? Because interpersonal relationships can be complex. And it's easy uh, for conflicts to arise uh, when people deal with people. Don't think that the interpersonal relationship in society is complex. Sometimes familial relationship is even more complex. And people outside of your family may not be related to you, but they have profits to gain from you. And many times, for the sake of your survival or for the sake of your job, you have to bear it. However, people at home, they are your relatives. And there are people of the same generation or people who are one generation ahead of you or one generation after you. They should be easy to get along. But why is it so hard to keep a harmonious relationship? Because everyone has a strong self. What I want, what I wish for, what I desire is completely different from yours. When everyone is pursuing for self-satisfaction, conflicts will arise. As we read the book of Ruth, even though at the very beginning it was a family tragedy, Elimelech, along with his wife and his two sons, left Bethlehem for the country of Moab. Tragedy struck the family. In ten years, three men of the family passed away. And Naomi, with her two daughters-in-law, were to return to the land of Canaan. The entire story was very touching. And last uh, yesterday evening in the Burnaby Church, I mentioned about the prefiguration of salvation in the book of Ruth. And this morning, we mentioned about a turning point in the book of Ruth. This afternoon, I would love to talk about human relationship in this particular book. A family that has gone through so much, we have sympathy for them. However, under the wonderful arrangement of God, the main characters in this particular book all have good interpersonal relationships. And because of these good interpersonal relationships, their fate changed. So here it tells one thing. A, a person's 
uh, happiness does not uh, relate to how much wealth you possess. 在乎于你在跟身边的人之间关系好跟不好。Rather, it depends on whether you have good relationship with the people around you. 你钱再多，如果跟身边的人关系不好，你也会很痛苦。If you are wealthy but you have terrible interpersonal relationships, you still feel sad. How do we maintain good interpersonal relationships? We can actually learn a lot from the main characters in the book of Ruth. There is one critical point. They are all God-fearing people. They will, use, they will ask God to guide them to maintain good interpersonal relationships. They were even willing to give their former self up and let God change them. And once changed, their interpersonal relationships improved. And because of that, their fate changed. Let's talk about the first interpersonal relationships. That is the relationship between a mother-in-law and a daughter-in-law. And some people have said that the relationship of a mother-in-law and daughter-in-law is the one that is the hardest to maintain. From the ancient days till now, it seems to be true. Mother-in-law and daughter-in-law are constantly fighting against each other. And, and sometimes it's a uh, it's a very strong uh, hatred towards each other. The son or the husband is sandwiched in between. And I'm sure you have seen a lot of these examples in the dramas. However, this is not a television drama. This is actually playing out in real life in a lot of families. And there are some chat groups that were consist of mothers or mother-in-laws where they would exchange information. And one day, my wife actually said to me, "There is such a group for mother-in-laws, and there seems to be an age limit." 过了几岁啊，那不能参加这个妈妈团。And I asked, "Why is there an age limit?" 哎呀，她说你不知道，如果所有年纪的妈妈都参加，那些媳妇就不能在群里面骂婆婆了。And she said, "If all the young women were allowed to be part of the group, then all the daughters-in-law cannot say bad things about their mother-in-law." 所以某个年龄之上的不可以参加，所以那些媳妇要骂婆婆，给放心嘛。Therefore, uh, above a, 在群里面呢、啊，在现实生活当中不敢骂。Above a certain age, uh, uh, the women are not allowed to be part of the group, so that the the younger women are able to badmouth their mothers-in-law. 那同样的，很多婆婆对自己的媳妇非常不满意。And same principle applies that a lot of mothers-in-law are not happy with their daughters-in-law. And when mothers-in-law gather together, they would usually be criticizing their own daughters-in-law. And so the relationship between mothers-in-law and daughters-in-law seems to be a, a problem that cannot be resolved. 
And rarely do you see a, a harmonious relationship between a mother-in-law and a daughter-in-law. And if both can maintain their distance and be civil to each other, that is considered a good relationship. Take a look at the example in the book of Ruth, the mother-in-law and daughter-in-law, their relationship was very different. They were very close to each other. And the relationship uh, between the mother-in-law and daughter-in-law are so close that they're even closer to that of mother and daughter. So here is a good example for us to learn from. And so sisters, if your mother-in-law is still alive, you probably still have to serve her. And sisters, if you have sons, then in the future or even now, you will be a mother-in-law. And there's a Chinese saying that a daughter-in-law will eventually become a mother-in-law. This is not a good saying. That she will one day evolve to be a mother-in-law. In the ancient Chinese days, uh, likened to the, the day, ancient days in Israel, women have no status. And they were looked down upon in the family. They have no social status. If you leave your family and marry into another family, then you will be bullied by everyone else. The husband looks down on you, your mother-in-law looks down on you even more. And you may hate your mother-in-law, but for the sake of your survival in that family, you have to bear with her. And when your mother-in-law passes away and you have aged and become older, you will eventually become a mother-in-law. So you have finally upgraded yourself to become a mother-in-law. And in turn, you start to bully the wife of your son, your daughter-in-law. Humans, we gradually become someone that we detest. So generation after generation. This, this is a bad cycle. But in the book of Ruth, we see a good relationship between a mother-in-law and daughter-in-law. And I believe this is very important for the sisters. And this is important for the young sisters and also uh, sisters who are about to become mother-in-laws. And sisters who are already mothers-in-law can also uh, learn from this. And when we talk about mother-in-law and daughter-in-law relationships, there must be a good mother-in-law before we can talk about the daughter-in-law. And when we read the book of Ruth, there is one particular character that we can affirm. When Naomi told her two daughters-in-law to go home and not to follow her because they have no future with her, and how did the two daughters-in-law react? Let's turn to Ruth chapter 1 verse 14. 
and the two daughters-in-law lifted up their voices and wept again. So verse nine, when they were about to, when they were departing from each other, they have already lifted up their voices and wept once. And Naomi told them, do not stay, but to return home. And they wept bitterly because they want to go with her. And the second time Naomi urged them to go home, they wept again. If this is modern day, will this happen? If today a mother-in-law says to the to the daughter-in-law, let us not live together, otherwise you'll have to you'll have to toil and serve me. I'm sure the daughter-in-law would clap her hands and agree. Now that the mother-in-law is telling the daughters-in-law to leave, and she is giving them the freedom. Had Naomi been bullying them normally, it may not be physical abuse. If Naomi had been verbally abusing her daughters-in-law, that she does not care about them, would these two young widows want to follow their mother-in-law? You don't have to tell them follow, they would probably run away themselves. And Ruth, she simply refused to leave her mother-in-law. Verse 14. And one indeed was leaving. And Orpah left, and we can't blame her because she had to plan for her future. Yet Ruth refused to leave Naomi. It's not by responsibility that she did not want to go, but rather she emotionally she was attached to Naomi. She stuck herself, she clung onto Naomi, that is, she stuck herself to her. To Naomi. But why would uh, Ruth clung onto Naomi and refuse to leave? We can make a bold assumption. Naomi must be uh, uh, must be must have treated uh, Ruth very well. Perhaps Naomi treated Ruth even better than Ruth's own mother treated her. And that is why she, she didn't want to go home. She would rather be, be with her mother-in-law. That they, have, they are emotionally attached to each other. And how did this emotion came about? It must be Naomi, the one who took the first step. And sisters, when your sons grow up and got married, you must have some expectations of your daughter-in-law. And the older generations probably would want their daughters-in-law to help out in the family, to serve the elders and take care of the younger ones. However, sometimes expectations were too much. And concerns too little. A true mother-daughter-in-law relationship starts off with a mother-in-law. 
we can see here that Naomi had truly put herself down. 姐妹们, 如果我们有儿子, 我们儿子娶了太太, and sisters, if you have sons and your sons are married, we should lay down our ego and lay down our status in the family. Now, of course, we can request our daughters-in-law from a very high family status. If you had done so, you will never gain the heart of your daughter-in-law. Yes, it is true that there are a lot of things that your daughters-in-law should do. And remember, your daughter-in-law is still young, and she is 30 years your junior. She left her family, her own family, and married into yours. If she doesn't have to live with you, then things will be fine. If she has to live with you, then the pressure is on her. If her own family is close by, then it's pretty good. If she had to leave her family and come into yours, then there's much pressure on her. Therefore, as a mother-in-law, you should first put down your ego. 要求不要太，尤其是一开始的时候，一开始头半年头一年，一定要以宽容的心对这位嫁进来的媳妇。Do not ask too much of this young woman who has married into your family. 为什么？Why？是你自己也做过媳妇。Because you yourself used to be in her shoe.如果你有女儿的话，你女儿也是别人的媳妇。If you have daughters, your daughter will one day be someone else's daughter-in-law.有一个真实的故事这样讲。There is a true story.有两个老人家都是当婆婆的啊，在公园里面聊天。And two elderly women, both mothers-in-law, were sitting in a park chatting.那一个婆婆就跟另外一个就抱怨了。and mother-in-law, the first mother-in-law complained to the second mother-in-law. My daughter-in-law is terrible. And the other asked, how terrible is she? Um, she doesn't like to do housework. And she doesn't like to cook. And every day after work, she will um, buy food home to eat. And the mother-in-law is completely not satisfied with the daughter-in-law. And the second mother-in-law said, yes, she is terrible. And then asked, how is your daughter? And the first one answered, And my daughter, I feel safe with her. Her husband loved her. She doesn't need to cook. She doesn't need to clean. She doesn't need to do any housework. And I feel safe with her. And the other one replied, Then would her mother-in-law be angry too? You may be satisfied, but the mother-in-law may not be. Why is it that you are so good and so forbearing to your own daughter? But insist that this young woman who married into your family, your daughter-in-law, excels at everything. We are not asking every mother-in-law and daughter-in-law to be close like unto a mother and daughter. Well, however, you should treat her like you would your own daughter. Another true story. 
The daughter-in-law married into the family. And she helped out in the cooking, washing the vegetables and cooking. And the mother-in-law stood by and, and uh, watching her and was not happy. And she said, this is not how you cut the vegetables. And the daughter-in-law apologized and learned to cut the proper way. And then the mother-in-law says, this is not how you wash vegetables. And the mother-in-law has her own way of food preparation. And so the poor daughter-in-law marrying to the family, she has to learn, or she's being taught or uh, reprimanded for everything that she did. And the daughter-in-law uh, felt that uh, she shouldn't have that uh, pressure, but she did not complain. And the, the, the daughter of the mother-in-law spoke out. And she said, Mother, you cannot do this. She just married into the family. She is afraid and she's trying her best to please you. And yet you are picking faults with her. This is not right. You have your way of food preparation. Her mother probably taught her her way of food preparation. You have your way of cutting vegetables. She has her way of cutting vegetables. You cannot keep picking faults with her. She will feel very upset. And if I marry into a family and mother-in-law treats me the way you did, would you... Wouldn't you be upset? And from that moment on, the mother-in-law came to realization. Yes, we should try and be more uh, forgiving or forbearing to others. So Naomi, she, she took the first step. And she, is, uh, she has her daughter-in-law's future in her concern. 他有這個權利可以要求,你們要跟著我去,你們是嫁給我家的人,你們要服侍我。And she has a right to say to her two daughters-in-law that you should follow me back to Bethlehem and serve me。當然講了聽不聽是另外一回事了,那個時代可能會聽,現在沒人理你了。And in her days maybe the daughters-in-law will listen to her, however today no one will listen to you。他說你們,你們回去,你們回去。However, Naomi said, turn back, go home。找你的幸福,找你的自由。Go find your own freedom, go find your own future. Do not follow me. And the way she said it has caused Ruth to cling onto her. And today, if you were a mother in law and your daughter wanted to go home, um, you would probably say to your daughter, if you say to your daughter-in-law, you haven't gone home for a long time, let me buy you airfare and that, so that you can go home. And if she asks, really, truly, and you say, yes, yes, I will pay for the airfare. And she asks, how long can I go? One week, two weeks? And if you stay, you can stay as long as you want. Why? Why? Because you haven't seen your mother for a long time since you married into our family. Therefore, I am willing to subsidize you and pay for your airfare. This is only an example. If this is the way you treat your daughter-in-law, your daughter-in-law will treat you differently too. 
because you understood how she felt. And the, she, the daughter-in-law realized the mother-in-law knew she was missing her family. And your daughter-in-law in the future will love you even more. Even if you wanted her to stay at home longer, she would want to come home. Come back. And today, a lot of mothers-in-law are not like that. And if the daughter-in-law say, I want to go home, I want to go back to my own family, the mother-in-law will probably say, again, you went back five years ago. And you're going away for such a long time. And the daughter-in-law will probably feel embarrassed. But if you take a look at Naomi, she had her, daughter's, uh, her daughter-in-law's future in her concern. Let's turn to chapter 3. Chapter 3, verse 1. Let's read chapter 3, verse 1. Then Naomi, her mother-in-law, said to her, My daughter, shall I not seek security for you, that it may be well with you? What was Naomi thinking? Ruth was a young widow. Then I need to help her uh, find security. And she should marry again. And if she were to marry a dependable man, then she would find security for the rest of her life. And now that she has met Boaz, who is related to them, then it's possible that Boaz could deliver Ruth. And in fact, uh, chapter 2, verse 20, that he is a, 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 a kinsman, a relation of theirs. Kinsman redeemer. Uh, chapter 2, verse 20, a kinsman redeemer. kinsman redeemer. That Boaz was a kinsman, del 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 uh, redeemer, that someone who can redeem them uh, as they or close relations. And Boaz could redeem them because they, the two women, were very poor. So Naomi was thinking, how could my daughter-in-law Ruth marry Boaz? So she came up with some um, ideas. And how to create opportunities for Ruth to get close to Boaz to tell him that he is a, a, a kinsman of theirs. So you can see that Naomi has spent every minute of a waking moment thinking about Ruth. Wow, this is a great love. 
Naomi did not say to Ruth, you are not allowed to remarry, you have to serve me for the rest of your life. And if you remarry and your husband does not take care of me, what will happen to me? That's not how Naomi was thinking. What she was thinking is, how can I have my daughter-in-law have a good life? And if your daughter has this kind of mother-in-law, wouldn't she be uh, uh, enjoying life? And if you have such a mother-in-law, wouldn't you be enjoying life too? And we thank God that we have a lot of loving sisters in the church. And a lot of them are good mothers-in-law. And because we have learned from the Bible that we have to put ourselves down first. However, interpersonal relationship, uh, um, the, the, uh, it's a... Uh, Relatively speaking, it's it's relative. If you if you treat someone well, they will treat you well too. And let's take a look at the uh, the reaction of Ruth, and she was deemed worthy for Naomi to treat her well. Let's take a look at Ruth. She has much love for her own. A mother-in-law. We have read it this morning, but let's read again, verse 16. 16. Ruth chapter 1, verse 16. 16, but Ruth said, Entreat me not to leave you, or to turn back from following after you. For wherever you go, I will go, and wherever you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people, and your God my God. Seventeen, where you die, I will die, and there will I be buried. The Lord do so to me, and more also, if anything but death parts you and me. We see how much love Ruth has for Naomi. She loved Naomi so much that she denied herself. And the other daughter-in-law, Orpah, for the sake of her own self, she has chosen to leave. Ruth did not even think about her own future. All she thought about was her mother-in-law. She is single by herself. She's old and she's poor. And she has to travel such a long journey back to Bethlehem. She has no husband, no son. Who will support her? And she could have probably died halfway before she even reached Bethlehem. I cannot depart from her. I have to be with her no matter what my future installs. And this kind of love is very touching. She did not think about herself. And today, why is it that so many young uh, daughters-in-law cannot get along with the, with the in-laws? Because they were thinking only of themselves. 
They felt that they have no freedom. They felt that they have to do this and that. Oh, they felt that they have been criticized all the time. In fact, our lives today are too comfortable. So a little conflict, we tend to magnify it. It's true, if there's a famine, if there's a war, that we will not tend to stress upon the, the negative uh, criticism that we face. For Ruth, she was facing survival. And, and her future was hanging. But what did she choose? She chose to love her mother-in-law. She needs me. 我们教会里面也有很多美好的这种榜样，有一些有一些媳妇也非常的孝顺婆婆。And we have seen such beautiful examples in our church as well. We have seen daughters-in-law respecting their mothers-in-law, 照顾他们，taking care of them，孝顺他们，and being honoring them。这个都是用爱在心里面。This is because they have love in their hearts。那我们再看路德，他有什么美德？Let us take a look at what other virtues Ruth has。在这个婆媳关系里面，她是非常的顺服婆婆的。in this uh, relationship with Naomi, she submitted to Naomi. Let's turn to chapter 2, verse 22. Uh, chapter 2, verse 22. 22. And Naomi said to Ruth, her daughter-in-law, It is good, my daughter, that you go out with his young woman, and that people do not meet you in any other field. 23. So she stayed close by the young women of Boaz to glean until the end of barley harvest and wheat harvest, and she dwelt with her mother-in-law. We see that Ruth is a very soft and very submissive young woman. And since she has chosen to go with her mother-in-law, she would submit to the mother-in-law. And she understood that her mother-in-law has better faith in the Lord than her. And she also understood that her mother-in-law has better experience in life. More importantly, she knew that her mother-in-law loved her. She has complete trust in her mother-in-law. Submissive is based on trust. If someone does not listen to you, that means they don't trust you. If you want people to listen to you, yet they refuse, it simply means they have no trust in you. And why don't they trust you? That is where you have to self-reflect. And Ruth, on the other hand, has complete faith and trust in her mother-in-law. She has put herself down. And she did not say that, let me look around the town and see if there's any wealthy, young, handsome men so that I can marry them. My mother-in-law wanted me to stay in this field, so I will stay in this field. And when the mother-in-law tells her that after the harvest, uh, that you should go in the middle of the night to, to meet Boaz and lay at his feet, she did it. By telling Boaz that you are uh, our closest uh, kinsman. She is very submissive. 
And this is what is lacking in young women today. In fact, God has given intelligence and wisdom to young women more so than men. Why? Because God created women to help men. If women are more foolish than men, how would they become helpers? So God has created women to be intelligent and wise. And in the ancient days, because women were not allowed to be schooled, therefore their social status is low. No one listens to them speak, and they were not given an opportunity to develop a career. Because they have not given an opportunity to make money, therefore no one listens to them at home. And for that reason, they have to bow themselves down. And today is different. Uh, women's social status has risen. A lot of times, women were more educated than their husbands. And their earning potential is more than their husbands. And their social status, or rather their status at home, have, have also changed. The husband must listen to her. Her attitude towards her mother-in-law was terrible. And if nothing goes according to her will, she will lose her temper. And she would force her husband to do certain things. And this would again cause problems at home. But the Bible tells us what kind of a woman Ruth was. She must have her own way of thinking. She was also a wise woman. Yet she chose to be submissive to her mother-in-law. Since she has decided and chosen to leave with her mother-in-law, then she has to learn. And in this path of Faith, she's still a baby, therefore she has a lot to learn. And for a young person to put themselves down, lower themselves, it is not easy. Therefore, we are grateful that we see the mother-in-law lowering herself and the daughter-in-law lowering herself. And we see that Ruth was also knows how to handle interpersonal relationships. Let's read verse 14. Chapter 2, verse 14. 14. Now Boaz said to her, At meal time, come here and eat of the bread and dip your piece of bread in the vinegar. So she sat beside the reapers, and he passed parched grain to her, and she ate and was satisfied and kept some back. So, uh, Ruth was gleaning um, barley in Boaz's field. As she was gleaning, uh, lunchtime came. Boaz took notice of Ruth. Why took notice of her? Because Boaz has heard that this uh, Moabite woman was very submissive to her mother-in-law. And it's mentioned in verse 11 that it has been fully reported to me all that you have done for your mother-in-law. So Boaz invited her to join him at his table so that she has more food to eat. 
and now that she has fulfilled, and there was still some left over, and she kept some back. And she returned home and gave them to Naomi. Let's read verse 17. 17, so she, so she gleaned in the field until evening and beat out what she had gleaned, and it was about an ephah of barley. 18, and she took it up and went into the city, and her mother-in-law saw what she had gleaned, so she brought out and gave to her what she had kept back after she had been satisfied. So we can see that whatever she gleaned, she gave it to her mother-in-law, and whatever she has uh, left over, she also gave them to Naomi. It's not that she has uh, kept back uh, uh, what's left over, rather she has kept back some. And the elderly mother-in-law was at home with nothing to eat. So she has to hurry home. So that she can give to Naomi what she has kept back during lunch. This is uh, her heart, where her heart is. And this is, uh, this is taught in the older generations, but not in the West. And Asians, when they see the generation before them did the same thing, they would tend to follow. Um, during festivals. You, during festivals, you can witness your own mother bring a lot of goodies to visit uh, her mother or the mother-in-law. So it's during the festivals or during birthdays that the, the, you will witness your own mother bring some goodies. This is where uh, her love, this is how she showed her love. The amount of money spent on the goodies does not really matter. It's that she remembered her elders, her mother and her mother-in-law. For example, if your in-laws are having a birthday soon, or that it's almost New Year's, have you arranged any uh, uh, activities um, to show them, that to involve them? There's a saying that a human heart is made of flesh. If you're nice to someone else, they can feel it. And it is your mother-in-law who gave birth to her son so that you have a husband. What's more precious for Ruth is that her husband had died, but she still uh, submit herself to her mother-in-law. So the young sisters not only have to, they have to learn from Ruth, but even the young brothers, you should also be submissive to your own parents and your in-laws as well. So it's not just being submissive, but you probably, you should also be giving them gifts to show them your love. So for Ruth, um, um, she not only submit, submit herself to her mother-in-law, but she also brought her goodies. For example, she has to. She brought out what she kept back and what she gleaned. 
And however much you earned, you would just use your earnings to buy goodies. If all you can afford are barley and wheat, then you bring those out. If you can afford bread, then you buy bread. You shouldn't say that I can afford bread, but I'm giving you barley and wheat. And you shouldn't even say that your in-laws are richer than you, so why should you be the one paying for everything? It's whether you have the heart to love them. So this is what Ruth did. And as that is why her mother-in-law loved her even more. And she volunteered to go to the fields to glean, and she would also actively uh, converse with her mother-in-law. She would tell Naomi what happened to her during the day. And today, a lot of mother-in-law and daughter-in-law don't even talk. And there are some people who would say that it's best they don't talk, otherwise they will start quarreling. Why is it that having a conversation leads to a quarrel? Uh, some mothers-in-law, the moment they open their mouth, they start criticizing the daughter-in-law. And as a result, the daughter-in-law probably don't even want to talk to you. Or uh, you, you, as a mother-in-law, interfere in how the younger generation raised the next generation. If your daughter-in-law is educating her own children, then as a mother-in-law, you shouldn't say anything. You shouldn't interfere and say that you should use my way. The children are hers. Even if you disagree, you should still keep quiet. If, if, if your daughter-in-law wanted to hit her son and you tell the grandson to come and, and you will provide protection, then your relationship with your daughter-in-law will be terrible. And if your daughter-in-law forbids her child from eating certain things, but you still gave that thing to your grandchild, then your relationship with your daughter-in-law will sour. And as the senior, you should understand when you should not interfere. And the more humble you are, uh, the more your daughter-in-law will want to chat with you. And when she chat with you, and you can provide some suggestions, and if she wants to take them, she'll take them. This is how a wise mother-in-law should behave. And for the seniors, you should remember this. No matter how dissatisfied you are with your daughter-in-law, you should never complain about her to others. You, should, you could only complain to God. Because if you complain about your daughter-in-law to others, and she heard about it from a third party, then your relationship with her would sour. A saying for the daughter-in-law. And if the daughter-in-law openly criticizes her own in-laws, 
yes, you may have uh, uh, feel satisfied um, by criticizing your in-laws. However, the relationship with your in-laws would uh, sour. If there's any misunderstanding, then then you should converse with each other to work it out. Put down your pride. Listen to what the others have to say. And repent before God. No one is perfect. We are all imperfect. Do not think that we have done well. When we become humble, you realize that now there are some topics you can chat about. And soon you realize that your relationship with your mother-in-law have changed. Ruth felt safe having conversations with her mother-in-law. And her mother-in-law protected her and loved her. And so we can see how Naomi and her daughter-in-law shown in this entire story. And even though it's not recorded here that they have listened to a lot of sermons, they go to church uh, every week. But we can see their elevated spirituality was shown in their everyday life. And we, we come to church every week, several times a week, in fact. If your relationship with your family is not good, uh, the relationship between your mother-in-law and daughter-in-law is only one of the relationships. And today we don't have the, t- the time to talk about the relationship between husband and wife. Remember that your interpersonal relationship reflects the relationship that you share with God. So we should reflect upon ourselves. If you have good interpersonal relationship, then you have given glory to God. And we thank God that Naomi has practiced uh, her faith in her daily living. And Ruth has put herself down. And so that we in the later generation can learn about their beautiful stories. May the Lord help us. Let us sing hymn number 336.